Hello there. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. I might have bitten off a piece of a protein bar and it just kept chewing and chewing and chewing as the music started up. Ah. All right. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I will get to phone calls here in a moment. But first, I got to play you some of this. Poor CNN. They're really having a hard time. Uh, this is a um, conversation like Poppy Harlow uh, with yep, Poppy Harlow with Jeffrey Tubin. Line. Uh, that is such a good point, Renee Marsh. Stand by for us. Thank you very much. We're just pulling up the next opinion uh, coming down from the court. But before we get to our Jessica Schneider with that ruling on Biden versus Texas, the immigration question, Jeffrey Tubin, I think Renee just raised such an important point. Okay, the, the because Congress isn't acting on these big issues, major questions. The, the court's word is the final word. I mean, Congress does have the ability to codify an abortion right, for example. Congress does have the ability to explicitly say the EPA can regulate on issues of climate change. It just has enacted. That's the point. I mean, you know, th- that's a feature, not a bug. The reason conservatives and the Federalist Society want to uh, limit the, you know, want, want to push these doctrines is because they know that Congress is not going to be able to pass these laws. So um, when when the court says it's up to Congress to address climate change, they know what they are really saying is we don't want climate change addressed because we know that Congress is not going to address it. So, I mean, that's what's really going on here. And um, that's the real significance of these opinions when in this when, moment, in this moment, and especially right. when it comes to the climate, because, yeah. you know, the, the climate is is an international crisis. And when the court says the only agency that has the expertise and ability to address climate change can't do it, it means that it will not be done by anyone or yeah. any part I mean, of the government. It was notable. That- okay. Can, can, can I just say this is this is ludicrous analysis? I mean, Jeffrey Tubin is the guy who told his got his colleague's daughter pregnant and said he wouldn't pay for child support, only pay for her abortion. And then CNN lets him come out and comment on abortion. He's also the guy who was well. I mean, he he was talking about uh, the Supreme Court choking off rights the other day. We know what he choked on a Zoom call. Here's the reality: we have three branches of government in the United States: legislative, executive, and judicial. The one that makes the laws is called the legislature, and it's dysfunctional, and it is very difficult to get things done, and that's a feature, not a bug. And if they don't act to make laws, nobody else gets to make the laws. That's the entire point of the system, and that oftentimes means Congress can't act until crisis arrives because crisis can build consensus. But that's a feature, not a bug. It protects our rights. They're freaked out about this. There's there's no reason they should be. A little more from CNN on this. Forum for the Biden so administration. It is a great point about where this goes next and where it could end up. David Chalian, let's talk big picture here. And as we do, I just want to read to people from Justice Kagan's dissent in West Virginia versus EPA, which is a huge defeat for the Biden administration and for you know the administrative state as it stands right now. Uh, Justice Kagan writes, whatever else this court may know about, it does not have a clue about how to address climate change. The court appoints itself instead of Congress or the expert agency as a decision maker on climate policy. I cannot think of something 
more frightening. Talk about the big picture, David. This was, uh, you know, two of five questions, uh, 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 five questioners today in the NATO press conference with President Biden asked about the Supreme Court. And, yeah. and, and he, you know, listen, yeah, he's, you know, President ahead. Biden is an institutionalist at heart. I mean, that 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 is what he is. Uh, but he expressed a real concern about uh, this current court uh, not sort of being in line uh, with the views of the American people. I will just say for these two cases today, you note in the EPA case and, and reading Kagan's dissent there, Poppy, when I when I saw this case come down, I was thinking back. Uh, you'll remember the famous expression that Barack Obama said that he had his pen and his phone. Uh, that's what he could rely on when Congress would not sort of bend to his will. And we have this historically closely divided Congress right now. And what this ruling did uh, was basically even limit President Biden's pen ability, if you will, and really uh, sort of put handcuffs on the Biden administration to attack what is one of the uh, major priorities of this presidency. I mean, he laid that out in the campaign, and he has laid that out as one of the major tenets of his entire presidency uh, to try and deal with climate so, change, and, and he's restricted in doing so. Yes, but that's the point. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. These people said Donald Trump was an authoritarian tyrant, and now they want Joe Biden to be the authoritarian tyrant, and they're mad the Supreme Court won't let him. They should be rejoicing that Congress is restraining the powers of presidents. They should be rejoicing that the, the Supreme Court is saying, no, Mr. President, you're not allowed to do these things. This has constrained the powers of the presidency today. It's not, as Elena Kagan said, uh, making the Supreme Court the final arbiter. What the Supreme Court is saying is Congress has to act. And what they're all kind of acknowledging is that Congress isn't going to act. Elena Kagan's dissent kind of makes the point Congress is going to act, someone's going to act. But no, our system isn't designed for just someone to act. Our system is designed for specifically only one entity to be allowed to act. And if it's not going to act, well, there's this thing called an election. There's one coming up in November. And you can reshape the body. Every two years, you get to reshape the body. If you don't like it, every four years, you get to reshape the executive if you don't like it. But the rules of the game have to matter. And what the dissent did in West Virginia versus EPA is say, screw the rules. We got a crisis. Somebody's got to act. And that's what the commentary at CNN is saying as well, that, oh, my gosh, somebody's got to act to do something. And they're saying, Mr. President, you do it. Here's the problem with this. Here's the problem. Listen to me if you're a progressive right now. You may hate me and you may be yelling at the radio, but you listen to me right now. If Joe Biden has the power, then Donald Trump has the power if he gets reelected. Ron DeSantis would have the power if he gets elected. Would you rather one of them have the power or the Congress, which every two years you can change? Your choice. If you think Donald Trump is a tyrant, a would-be authoritarian, you should be rejoicing that the Supreme Court said the executive branch can't do these sorts of things. That's just the truth. It's just the truth. And as for Biden, guess what? 
he's more unpopular right now than Donald Trump was in 2018 before the Democrats had blowout midterms. This is embarrassing for the Democrats, and it's part of what has them upset. Joe Biden is now in the real clear of politics polling average at 38%. He's at 57.5% disapproval. He has never been as popular as he is unpopular right now. His unpopularity at this moment is higher than he's ever been popular. It is at a record high unpopularity, 57.5% disapprove. And you know what's notable about this is we now have a series of polls out after Roe v. Wade was overruled. And what do the series of polls after Roe v. Wade show? NPR Maris, Biden is at 40% popularity. Politico Morning Consult, he's at 39% popularity. Economist YouGov, he's at 39% popularity. Rasmussen, 39% popularity. Reuters Ipsos, 38% popularity. 38% popularity. 38%. In the generic ballot polling, the first poll out after Roe v. Wade is repealed was the Economist YouGov poll. It has Republicans up five on the generic ballot, which is higher if they had been up three on the generic ballot. Y'all, this is brutal stuff. That's why the Democrats are grabbing hold of this Quinnipiac poll in Georgia that shows uh, Warnock 10 points ahead of Walker. And again, even the Democrats in Georgia are saying, uh, you got to add five points to the GOP here. Um, brutal, brutal polling for the Democrats out there, even after Roe. They're starting to know it, and so they're starting to get hysterical. They're starting to get hysterical across the media, too. Joe Biden is that unpopular. He's so unpopular, in fact, that um, uh, J.B. Pritzker, who has considered running for president, says Joe Biden may face a primary challenge. It's certainly possible, he says. Pritzker, this is from NBC News, who fueled speculation about White House ambitions with a speech at the first presidential primary state of New Hampshire, has raised eyebrows with generous donations to battleground state governors, adding he's not pushing for a challenger to step forward. Asked whether there was any set of circumstances under which Biden should face a primary challenge, Pritzker left an opening. That's not something I'd encourage, but it's certainly possible. We've seen it in the past. And now poor old Kamala stepped in it. You know, the other day she said they absolutely would be running again. This is from uh, from National Review. After guaranteeing President Biden would run for re-election in 2024, Vice President Harris appeared to walk back the statement on Wednesday, introducing some doubt. The president intends to run, and if he does, I will be his ticket mate, she said to the Los Angeles Times. The day before, she said, Joe Biden is running for re-election, and I will be his ticket mate full stop. So first it was he's absolutely running, and now it's he's running, and if he runs, or he intends, first it was he is running, second was he intends to, and if he does, that's a big change. Democrats, they're having a bad go of it right now. They're having a, a genuinely bad go of it. They are 
seeing their power diminished. They're seeing uh, a wave of Republicans coming. They're seeing dissent and division growing within their own party. They're having a hard time of it. They're having a real bad problem. They can't focus because every time they try to focus, they get another setback and there's a big wave of illegals coming towards the border and they're going to have to deal with that too. And the GOP, pretty united right now. Everything's about Joe Biden and inflation and gas and the economy and crime and immigration and all the Democrats have is abortion and all the people who care about that issue from the left, they're already showing up to vote Democrat and it's not going to be enough. They're starting to realize it. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. And I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use. And now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options, great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. Uh, More importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, You can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, You can also explore crypto. They've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly, they've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo-advisor. It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it, and I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member Fin. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. I am going to take some phone calls now. 877-973-7425. John, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Eric, you there? I'm here. Hey, uh, quick question. Uh, I've always wondered this, and since you are an attorney, I probably know this. What punishment, if any, are there for these Democrats who obviously put out things that uh, aren't true, whether it be written, whether it be a said libel slander. And the one thing that comes to mind was when Harry Reid accused Mitt Romney of not submitting his tax returns or something like that. And he yeah. was asked about it a couple of years later, and he said, well, it worked, didn't it? Yes. And it was blatantly untrue. What punishment is there? Uh, there is none. Um, in Under the vast array of Supreme Court precedents, if you are a public figure, uh, with the exception of malice, and, and malice is a very hard standard for politicians and celebrities to meet, with the exception of malice— um, you, there's no you, there's no recourse for politicians who are slandered, uh, and the reason for that is well, politicians in the course of American history have said all sorts of awful things about each other, 
uh, and they've done so for eons and eons. Uh, let, let me give you a, 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 a some audio here. These are Thomas Jefferson statements turned into a campaign ad about John Adams. These are the actual words of Thomas Jefferson about John Adams turned into a modern campaign commercial. John Adams is a blind, bald, crippled, toothless man who wants to start a war with France. While he's not busy importing mistresses from Europe, he's trying to marry one of his sons to a daughter of King George. Haven't we had enough monarchy in America? I'm Thomas Jefferson, and I approve this message because John Adams is a hideous, hermaphroditical character with neither the force and firmness of a man nor the gentleness and sensibility of a woman. Oh, you think that's bad? You think that's bad? Here's what John Adams said about Thomas Jefferson. If Thomas Jefferson wins, murder, robbery, rape, adultery, and incest will be openly taught and practiced. The air will be rent with the cries of the distressed. The soil will be soaked with blood and the nation black with crimes. Are you prepared to see your dwellings in flames, female chastity violated, children writhing on a pike? I'm John Adams, and I approve this message because Jefferson is the son of a half-breed Indian squaw raised on hoe cakes, and Hamilton is a Creole bastard brat of a Scotch peddler. I mean, those were the actual words of our founding fathers about each other. It was just put into to an ad campaign by Reason Magazine to, to show you the free speech issue here. Um, politicians, we set a very high bar for suing them for the terrible things they say about each other because it's what they've always done. Uh, it's one thing for for someone to say something bad about a politician or them lying about each other versus your common citizen. Essentially, if you elevate yourself to be a spectacle on stage, people get to say terrible things about you, whether they're true or not. Rarely do they get to sue and, and win. Uh, the Johnny Depp case with Amber Heard was one of the rare exceptions where they decided the malice standard had been met uh, because she they determined knowingly – knew the facts, and wanted to harm him in a financially detrimental way. Um, but for politicians, no, they, they rarely do that. And also, it's worth noting that um, if you sue, it just drags the story out and raises the profile of the story, so they don't sue for that reason either. But yeah, I mean, the Founding Fathers slandered each other all the time, and I mean, there, 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 was, no, there was no recourse there for them, so... Uh, Tom, um, Clarence Thomas has suggested this should be changed, but he's the only member of the court to take that position. Now, I want you to take a position on Omaha Steaks by going to omahasteaks.com and putting Eric, E-R-I-C-K, in the search bar. You should do this. Um, you get an unbelievable deal from Omaha Steaks. You go to Omaha Steaks. Look, I'm doing it for you. Omahasteaks.com. You put Eric, E-R-I-C-K, in the search bar, and you will see the All-American Assortment Folks, you save over 50% on filet mignons, pork chops, chicken breasts, gourmet jumbo franks, potatoes au gratin, apple tartlets, and look at this, eight Omaha Steak Burgers for free. They're not your standard ground chuck fare. They're a nice blended beef burger. They're delicious. I had some with my homemade onion rings last night. They're great. You go to omahasteaks.com, and you put Eric, E-R-I-C-K, in the search bar, and you will get... The All-American Assortment. And not only that, you get something else you can't get at the grocery store. You get 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you order this food from Omaha Steaks and you save over 
and you decide it's not really your thing, they're going to make you happy. They 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 want you as a repeat customer. I've been a repeat customer of Omaha Steaks since the 90s. That's how long I've been a customer there. Since I was in college, I've been ordering Omaha Steaks for gifts for people, and they've never been disappointed. You won't be either. OmahaSteaks.com. You put Eric, E-R-I-C-K, in the search bar. Give the all-American assortment with those eight free burgers and 100% satisfaction guarantee. See members of Congress complaining that the United States Supreme Court says they have to be the ones to solve climate change. Um, it's like firefighters yelling at policemen to put out a fire. Just understand that. Now, we're going to take phone calls because we have lots of people on hold. And I got so busy this morning, it's not like I did a lot of show prep today. <laughs> Sorry, I actually have a ton of stuff to talk about, but... I'm going to spend some time with you guys because y'all been very patient on the phones. So uh, I am going to begin with Vivian. Vivian, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I have no complaints. Um, calling question for you. Um, I think you said yesterday that the West Virginia versus EPA case was going to be the case that was going to have the biggest effect on our day-to-day life. So now that the opinion has come down, what kind of immediate changes are we going to start seeing? Uh, you know, that's an excellent question. And honestly, uh, it's going to be what you don't see, not what you see. Okay. Uh, what you don't what you will not see is uh, federal administrative agencies engaging in broad regulation anymore. Uh, normally, I mean, just take the EPA, for example, the EPA regulates broadly about the environment. And the EPA can now no longer do that because they're going to have to cite specific, clear permission from Congress to regulate in areas. But it's not just the EPA. It'll also be, for example, the FDA. Take their ban on um, menthol uh, vapes and the like. Um, Do they have clear power from Congress now to actually ban uh, vapes? They've got clear power to take on tobacco, but vaping is a different product. Uh, didn't exist when Congress gave them the power to take on tobacco. So do they actually have that power? There will probably be a lawsuit about that. In fact, uh, the uh, what Juul has already uh, been able to get an injunction against the federal government's ban today because of uh, the decision of West Virginia versus EPA. Um, so that'll change. Uh, another issue will be, for example, broadband regulatory power with the F. Uh, what is it? The FCC. Um, because of the way the Communications Act was written and then updated, uh, can, for example, uh, an administrative agency pass net neutrality, which is something the Biden administration wants the FCC to pass because Congress itself has refused to pass it and has not given administrative agencies uh, anything that with which you could think they have the permission to do it. And, and it's very clear here from the reading of West Virginia versus EPA that if Congress tries to pass something and can't, an administrative agency can't then grab the ball and say, hey, we'll do it, we'll do it. Uh, once Congress tries and fails, that's going to be a big red flag moving forward that no, an administrative agency can't do this if Congress itself can't muster the votes to get it passed. That's going to be one of the big ones. Uh, Bill, you're going to be up next. Welcome. How are you? Eric, I have always thought that having unelected bureaucrats that can pass a rule like the EPA does that carries the force of penalties and jail time and by definition is a law, and I've never understood why people didn't 
always say they don't have the authority to make laws, and that is making a law, and that's just absolutely unconstitutional. Yeah, look, so, I, I, I I agree. <laughs> and um, one other thing to ask to take Vivian's question further, and that is the existing rules that they have made, are those now null and void? If they come in and say, you have a pond of water on your land, you can't do this, you can't do that, can you say, wait a minute, you didn't have the authority to make that, I'm going to go ahead and do this, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, that that's pro- one of the big issues here, like for the Army Corps of Engineers and the EPA, is going to be that specifically because they um, they they've come in and they've tried to do this. For example, uh, the EPA has tried to regulate puddles, uh, yes. puddles on people's property, uh, saying that well, if the puddle gets too big, it spills over into um, the um, into a watershed area, and that watershed area then becomes. A, a an issue. I mean that that's essentially what they've said that the puddle is not a navigable waterway, which is what the EPA gets to regulate. Uh, but if the puddle overflows and spills into a watershed, the water for the watershed gets into a navigable waterway, and therefore um, it is something that they can regulate. So now they can't do that. Uh, now, by the way, Congress or the Supreme Court has already told them they can't do that one. OSHA, as you point out, Bill, that's another one. Um, there's no clear power from OSHA for a health care power there to be able to do that. So that, that they're not going to be able to do that one either. That fundamental problems within uh, the regulatory state now that are going to be affected. Uh, now, let's go back to the phones. Peter is calling up next. Peter, welcome to the program. How you doing, Eric? Good. How are you? Good. So uh, I called for two reasons. One was a question about watching uh, Justice Jackson being sworn in and the two books upon which he's being sworn in. But secondly, as a suggestion uh, to our great Biden administration, perhaps more importantly to our borders, our CAMI, um, why not set up these legal drug injection sites at the border? Two cherished pillars of the left could be brilliantly and successfully advanced. It would actually demonstrate fiscal responsibility and reduce drug spending or government spending. First, reuse all the detention centers to house all the homeless and the drug addicted that will come. Because clearly the immigrants aren't going to use them anymore, which is just sad in and of itself. But, but also to provide all these guys with all the drugs that are free and in great abundance at the border. Well, the, me- the media could report this as one of the best repurposing repurposings of our natural resources <laughs> by any administration ever. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck convincing them uh, to, to get that <laughs> done. Uh, by the way, um, the reason I, I left you on hold is I wanted to get an answer to your other question on. Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson had two Bibles. Um, one was uh, a family Bible, and one was Thurgood Marshall's Bible. Okay, I'm good with that. That's what I wanted to hear. Something. Yeah, you uh, know, I'm, I'm a man of God, and not just wondering what we're swearing upon. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if people look at the look at the um, look at the picture, she's got two Bibles. I'm reading, uh, this is from, it looks like, uh, the Boston Globe, that w- the Bible on top was her family Bible. 
the Bible on the bottom was one lent to her by the family of Thurgood Marshall uh, for the hist- historic nature of the purpose. She had to take two oaths, and uh, so she had uh, one on top for one oath and one on top for the other oath. I'm good with that. Yep. Um, you know what I'm thinking otherwise, and it's— Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Nope. Uh, that's that's what it was, Peter. Appreciate the phone call. Um, history in the making. Um, she did. She got sworn in earlier. Justice uh, Chief Justice Roberts and Chief uh, Justice Breyer, outgoing Justice Breyer, took uh, gave her the the separate oath. So she she takes the the constitutional oath and then she takes a separate um, Supreme Court oath. Uh, is what they did. So now back to the folds, uh, Gene. I'm going to go to you next. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Eric, for taking my call. I'm a very small investor in uh, new oil and gas wells. I'm dealing with a, a problem in West Virginia, and the EPA has drones that fly over all the oil uh, operations in their state, and they look for leaks of methane. And even it's very precise. Even if they have a flare that's burning the excess natural gas, that is not a hundred percent. So they'll have the flame, and a little bit of that natural gas doesn't get burnt. Mm-hmm. It's a violation. Their stated violation will cost a hundred and nine thousand dollars a day if they find wow. that in in one of the drilling operations, and that's why. We aren't getting any new, any new wells uh, drilled. You know, Biden says, well, you got all these uh, drill permits, but nobody's getting any new wells started. And he's right. It's because of rules like this from the EPA that they don't see how they can, well, what's the use to even try it? So will this new ruling affect, uh, or how soon will this affect permits for new drilling operations. Well, so it, it depends on the laws that Congress has passed. Um, and, and I'm not actually familiar with the clear text of the laws that Congress has passed. But uh, you may very well rapidly see some um, lawsuits filed now based on this West Virginia versus EPA um, case saying, look, a uh, major question. Uh, the energy sec- uh, sector represents so big of an economic political aspect of this country that there are things the EPA is doing that, that fall outside this. You, you may very well see that. Uh, by the way, Peter in South Carolina, if you're still listening, uh, a friend of mine actually told me uh, it was not Thurgood Marshall's Bible. It was the Supreme Court's in-house Bible that Thurgood Marshall uh, swore on. Uh, and the New York Times is reporting that as well, uh, that Katanji Brown-Jackson held two Bibles. One is her family Bible. One is the King James Bible that is the property of the Supreme Court on which all justices take their oath. Um, so that's it, including Thurgood Marshall. So there you go. That's the answer to the question there. Michael, you're going to be up next on the program. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How you doing, man? Great. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. Um, I was wondering with this EPA thing, does, does that have anything on the ATF as far as their rule changes with like lower receivers, pistol braces, or is the ATF like a an organization by themselves that doesn't have to 
follow. No, I mean, rules. this is a problem. The the ATF is a federal agency, and because it's a federal agency, uh, this EPA ruling will affect them as well because it's a broader issue than just the EPA. It, it, Congress is saying that uh, agencies are not allowed to, to regulate uh, major questions unless they have clear authority from Congress. Now, on the, for example, the, the brace that the, the ATF regulates, they may arguably uh, have authority from Congress to do that. But what this is definitely going to do is it's going to open up a new class of litigation against federal agencies where people argue that this is they're they're doing things outside their wheelhouse without clear authorization from Congress. That's going to be a really big issue. All right, Jessica, I'm going to take your call before I go to break. Welcome. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm calling in regards to this new Biden mandate. Um, I've seen a lot of news articles. I'm wondering the truth behind it and kind of what, how it stands. But it's basically saying, you know, schools must put um, boys and girls' bathrooms to get federal lunch money for children that are underprivileged. I, I'm sorry, you broke up a second. I couldn't understand you. Oh, I'm sorry. I said I'm calling in regard. I've seen a lot of news articles lately about um, the Biden administration saying that schools must put boys in girls' bathrooms in order to get federal lunch money. Yeah. yeah I was okay. To see if you knew anything about this. Uh, well, you know, I, I actually suspect that uh, this case today. Uh, the uh, West Virginia EPA, this is a perfect example of where they're probably going to run afoul of this because transgenderism is not contemplated by Title IX. And you can't withhold money from schools for a transgender issue when it's not contemplated by Title IX. Gender identity is not one of the classifications. It's biological sex. And I really do think this is going to be one of those issues where the Supreme Court will say, wait a second, Congress has never passed laws on these issues. You can't pass regulations uh, withholding money from schools over this issue when Congress has not addressed the issue at all. I, that's in a real-world example of where I think this stuff, West Virginia versus EPA case comes down. I don't think they have the ability to do it. I really don't. Now, what they can still do is wreck economic havoc in the country because there are lots of laws Congress has passed empowering the executive. Jerome Powell today all but saying a recession is going to hit us next year. That means you need to start planning your income, retirement, your savings, all of that. If you've got a 401k, an IRA, other retirement savings, your money's at risk now. You may want to talk to my friends at Gold Co. See how you can protect your money with physical gold and silver. Something you can do, call them 855-904-5933. At least get their free wealth protection kit. They'll teach you how to use gold and silver to protect and grow your money. And, you know, thousands of retirees are protecting their retirement savings with Gold Co. Many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. So call Gold Co., find out how you qualify for their f- special offer, and get the free wealth protection kit from them. It, I make it very easy for you. Just text the word ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Text ERIC to 33777. I will send you their toll-free number back. I'll send you their toll-free number. You don't have to remember another number. You just text ERIC to 33777. I'll send you Gold Coast number, reach out to them, get the free wealth protection, get learn how to use gold and silver to protect and grow your money in your retirement because we got uh, wicked economic times coming to this country. You want to be able to diversify and do whatever you can. Uh, see, at least talk to them and see if they're a good fit. Text Eric to 33777. Oh, man. Uh, prayers for the Motter family. Casey Motter uh, died last night in his sleep. Uh, you may not know the name. If you've ever been to a Braves game, you've heard his voice. He's the stadium announcer. 
uh, the TP. Um, gosh, uh, prayers for his family. Major League Baseball and the Braves are announcing uh, passed away in his sleep last night. Um, this hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan uh, nationwide. And, and I, you know, I, I tell people they're in Noonan, Georgia. I know the family, the Frost, but the big issue is it doesn't matter if you're in Portland, Oregon or Portland, Maine, or San Antonio, Texas, or St. Augustine, Florida, they can help your business grow. Uh, if you need large loans, access to capital, $750,000 or more, you should reach out to them for your business, not for yourself, but for your business. Uh, they might be able to help you get to yes where a lot of banks are saying no. You go to firstlibertyga.com, firstlibertyga.com, get their contact info, tell them I sent you, and away you go. And they can help your business grow. Now, I got to mention real quick the Casey Hutchinson story. A lot of media outlets ran with sources say Secret Service agent Bobby Engel disputes her claim that Trump tried to strangle him and tried to grab the steering wheel. And the Democrats are all out saying, well, synonymous sources, she went under oath. Except there's a problem. Do you know who the source was? I know who the source was, the Secret Service press office. The Secret Service press office emailed all the reporters who cover Secret Service details and said, this isn't true. Please cite a source. This is on background from us that uh, Bobby Engel denies this and is willing to testify under oath. So here's the thing. The Secret Service is the source for the denial. Why hasn't the January 6th committee moved heaven and earth to get a publicly televised hearing before July 4th for the rebuttal. They rushed to get Cassidy Hutchinson under oath before July 4th. It was a surprise hearing with bombshells. The media focused on that issue. They ignored every bit of her testimony except Trump tried to strangle a Secret Service agent and grab the steering wheel of his SUV. There are conflicting reports in the media as to whether or not that SUV was set up for him to be able to do it. There is a video now that looks like the barrier was not in place so the president could have grabbed the steering wheel. The Secret Service, however, is saying that the barrier was in place. Given the communications equipment and the other uh, barriers in place, the president could not have physically been able to reach forward to grab the steering wheel. They're also saying Bobby Ingle will testify under oath. It's the Secret Service doing this. No one else. Why isn't the media telling you that? Well, because the Secret Service said cite a source. The media is honoring the rules of engagement for the press when it comes to dealing with sources. But they're also taking advantage of it by then saying, well, this anonymous source can't trump a witness under oath, except they know the source is the Secret Service. So they're trying to play up this testimony, make it as salacious as possible, knowing it's not going to work. This is not good. It's dirty pool by the press trying to amplify a negative story about the president. Just keep that in mind as you deal with what's going on in the press. It's not a good setup. It's dirty pool by the press corps. They're trying to amplify a salacious detail that we now know is not true and that the Secret Service agent will testify under oath is not true, and the committee seems more interested in narrative than facts.